Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke, and you're listening to your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. The monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints. And today, I'm so excited to be talking about something we're going to talk quite a bit about in the, next, in the coming months. And that is, we live in the midst of a storm. I mean, every age has its difficulties. But in my life, uh, my lifetime, there has not been such a storm, uh, both inside and outside of the church. Now, in my parents' lifetime, of course, we had the 60s, which was a great cultural storm in the United States. Uh, and now, but I, I was just a little, you know, a little baby. Then now in our lifetime as adults, uh, we're seeing a similar storm, but one of quite um, a much more grave consequence. And, and we also have a global storm with, uh, you know, a sort of world war threatening on the horizon um, between because of the conflicts between great nations or large nations or significant nations. So there's a lot of reason for people to be anxious. Uh, and I, and I, I think what's really important to to set the stages, as we speak about this, we actually have compassion, and that's why we're talking about it. So this isn't about you're bad, you shouldn't have anxiety. That's if you hear that, you're list, you're not hearing the enemy's kind of twisting what's happening here. What we want is for you to know what Jesus meant by when he said uh, in John 14, "My peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives." Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. And so that is the topic of today, but with a little twist. Okay. And that is the, the, the idea of co the contemplative life and why do people who live the contemplative life, we need to talk about what that is. Mm. People who live the contemplative life, I'm not saying they're contemplatives in the that doesn't mean I'm not saying they're levitating. I'm saying they're living in a particular way. Why do they, when they face storms, why are they different than those who are not living the contemplative life? So I want to begin with just looking at, um, and you guys jump in. That's enough of the intro. I want to begin with um, the story of Peter on the Sea of Galilee, right? So Peter is, is experienced an initial conversion you know, he listened to the call of Jesus. He went through all that wrestling and he said, yeah, I'm going to follow you, setting aside everything. He's a married man. He has a fishing business and, you know, uh, worldly concerns. And, and the Messiah comes. He's like, yeah, I'm following you. However, he's and he sees all these miracles, and he, but he ends up out in the ocean in a storm. And what happens in the storm? Yeah. And I think as, you know, as our listeners are hearing you set this up, I think for those that are watching The Chosen, it's so beautifully done. Oh, wow, it you is. You just bring it to mind of mm -hmm. Peter standing in that boat, the water's coming in. And I, I love how they've depicted this because he's struggling. Yeah. He is wrestling with his with his own purgation, with all this the Lord's bringing up in him and yeah. in his brothers around him in the boat and the storms of of 
this life that they've been called to and what is this to follow this man that that is the messiah and yeah. what does this mean for me what does it mean for my wife what does it mean for my life and all of this right and it's just such such um such an ex extraordinary way to depict what's both happening inside him and around him that he's struggling with struggling with so before we so that's exactly it's a good setup but we forgot there's a dude in a white suit sitting in this room with us Who that, is that? that knows much more than either you of us or I. what is this yeah. guy what is <laughs> this? he he has the indwelling of the holy spirit because we see the manifestation of beard but what who who is this strange dominican who is he you, who is he you, no you tell you you tell him who he is well we are very blessed to have with us today father jesse mango he is from trinidad tobago and in the dominican province which one ireland ireland ireland, ireland. dominican province and we've just been really super, super blessed. I don't know why the Lord showered so much grace on us, but he has been hanging with us at the retreat center for the last month, praying, um, eating, talking, walking, praying uh, a lot, praying a lot yeah. and, and just, you know, blessing us with his presence and his ministry. So I'll let you, uh, jump in here. Why did you become a priest? Why did I become a priest? Yeah. A great mentor of mine, St. Charles de Foucault, he said yeah. something. He had a conversion when he came back to the faith. And he said the moment he discovered God to be real, mm -hmm. what else could he do with his whole life but to serve God? Mm -hmm. Now, we could all live that out in all our different vocations of life. Yeah. The way that I heard that was to become a priest. Mm -hmm. And I suppose for me, ultimately, was the incredible gift of of celebrating the mass mm. and, and holding the living God in my hands and bestowing such a gift on, on the church and on his people. So that's a driving, I suppose, call to, to be able to enter into that awesome mystery of the priesthood with Christ and to give Jesus to people very simply. And like, what a privilege. And yeah. Do you know what just <laughs> happened when you said that? And I know it. Like, I know it. There are men listening, and it started to burn in them. Mm. I could feel it. Mm. Uh, for you guys, I want to just tell you, go out to myhighcalling.com if you want to find some. some. It's not connected to any diocese, though we serve more than 40 dioceses and helping them with, with vocations and that sort of thing, but we're independent. And, uh, and if you want to explore in a safe way, uh, either religious or diocesan life, Head out to myhighcalling.com if that, because I know, because it affected me and I'm not called to the priesthood. I mean, I'm called <laughs> to be, you know, we're all, there's a priesthood we share in because of our baptism, but it's not the same as, mm -hmm. as being able to hold the Lord, as you say, to bring, you know, to bring about the reality of bread and wine into body and blood. Um, but if that's burning in your heart, head out to my, myhighcalling.com. So you became a priest, well, you, you felt the calling to become a priest. Why did you become a Dominican? So feeling this definite call to the priesthood, you, you have so many choices in the church, so many charisms and spiritual families, diocesan life that you could be drawn to. I, I felt called to the, to the Dominicans because at first I knew that I, I, I wanted a place to be able to pray. Um, I wanted like a, a sacred walled <laughs> area where I could be with this God that captured my heart that, that I discovered after coming back to my faith 
reversion back to faith. And I also knew that for so many years I lived without acknowledging Christ or knowing Christ, mm. without knowing his peace, mm. his love, mm -hmm. and, and above all, this awesome mystery of the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I felt this urge to share that with people. I'm sure people spoke to me, but I had deaf ears and I wanted to be able to kind of, you know, shout on the rooftops. And I also love study. Yeah. Uh, that was a big part of my life. And I, I have great, um, great learning, uh, hunger for learning. And, and so, and also I knew that I want to live in community. Yeah. And so these are the four central pillars of the Dominican charism, you know, all aimed towards the salvation of souls. Yeah. So, uh, real, desire in my heart for the salvation of souls was burning. So that's what led me to the order and through some providential, you know, encounters with people. And I've been incredibly blessed and grateful for, for the gift of, of my vocation as a Dominican and has taught me so much. I've met amazing Dominicans and brothers. You kind of pick up things by osmosis, just living with brothers and so many gifts in one place, so many characters and you you learn, like, as in marriage, you, you rub, two stones rub against each other in the stream of life and they make each other smooth. Um, but so I've been incredibly blessed. And what I've been discovering more deeply in the last couple of years, it's been there from the beginning, but also to how um, deep in our own charism is the on wonder, the Eucharistic mystery, mm. which is just Catholic. Yeah. But, but St. Thomas Aquinas, yeah. you know, articulating more clearly for the life of the church, the reality of this is Jesus. Amen. And and of course, St. Catherine of Siena living on the Eucharist only for like 16, however long yeah. years. And St. Martin de Porres spending eight hours a day in, in adoration. You know, so many of these saints, like other saints in the church. So in essence, these are graces I'm grateful for. So we opened uh, our conversation with talking about... Uh, finding peace in the storm. Finding peace in the storm. And Stephanie mm. kind of set up that moment where Peter... Uh, initially converted but but obviously with a lot of work still need to be done uh subsequent to this of course he betrays jesus he cuts off the ear of a, mm. of a roman soldier mm. you know so he he's got a lot of stuff to be to be healed but i see him at this stage in the purgative way you know we think of the interior life i think the most popular framework is the purgative illuminative and unitive and they're you know the purgative being childhood, the illuminative being adolescence, and the unitive being adult. You know, mm. comparable to human development. And so, so Peter's still in the purgative way. Uh, you can see by his reaction to the storm, he has faith, mm. which allows him to step out into the bull. He has faith, which allows him to follow Jesus initially. But his, but you know, I think um, uh, Romans twelve. Um, uh, one says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed mm. by the renewing of your mind. The, mm. Some translations are a little funky here. I, I think I read a mm. funky one this morning that you may prove is a, is a better translation, mm. meaning that you may live out and discover and reveal. It means in the Greek, it has a, a broader meaning. Live out, discover, reveal the work of God in you and how it is that you're, you're, progressing toward him and then giving yourself of course as a living sacrifice right so peter's definitely on the right track mm. but uh, you know we're already we're going to do two shows i can already tell at least two and folks if you want to know i mean god be praised uh, thanks so thankful for ewtn we're live streaming on ewtn uh facebook page now and if you ever want to join us out there if you're listening to radio and hearing us you can do that but also spiritualdirection.com 
uh, YouTube and Facebook page. We'll be out on that for the second show because we're already coming to a point where we need to break. We get back from the break. What I want to do with you, Father, is is have do you remember that scene in your life? I don't know what it looked like mm -hmm. where Jesus had called you, he responded in some mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. but you ended up looking at the waves too much. Mm -hmm. And it really caused you mm -hmm. to break down mm -hmm. and to and have a, a deeper revelation of how much you need the Lord in a mm -hmm. different way than you thought before. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of a crisis that helped mm -hmm. you to move more deeply into the purgative way in a, in a positive way. So when we get back from the break, uh, we'll give you an opportunity to do that. You are listening to Divine Intimacy Radio with Father Jesse Mango, Stephanie, the amazing Stephanie Burke. And we'll be <laughs> right back. Hi friends, we want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward Slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality, based on a Catholic worldview, and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes. Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. Welcome back. This is Divine Intimacy Radio with Dan and Stephanie Burke and the one and only Trinidad Tobago. <laughs> Father Jesse Mango. I, 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 I was almost going to go further with that, and I thought, no, nah, I better not do that. I might have to, you know, uh, might turn Father Jesse red. I don't know if that's possible with him. But so before the break, we were, we were talking about the purgative way yes the storms that happen in the purgative way to help us understand what's going on with us you have you experienced that yeah absolutely and i suppose in my own voc vocational journey when having the clear call to priesthood thankfully i didn't have a, a doubt at that time about it or haven't but i did get tossed around in the storms about where to live out this call mm -hmm. and when making those first steps into the order you know, seeing so many fears, so many questions, so many things that I can't work out right now. I'm thinking about things in 10 years time, 15 years, 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at, you know, Lord, where will you be? I, I look at the waves instead of Jesus. And so I'm looking at things or looking at nothings, things that don't exist and, and putting a lot of energy into that, and a lot of time, mental energy. And, and, and so I sink like Peter. Mm. But every time I would pray and I would go to adoration or I would read the scriptures, kind of like yourself, Dan, in your book on spiritual warfare and discernment of spirits, I noticed peace and I noticed, you know, my heart, this love and this, this drive in my heart and just being grounded. So I, I noticed that similar, that similar experience as well about when I thought of the lives of the saints, like St. Ignatius. Mm -hmm. When you think of what they did, what, what the scriptures are saying, you're really having this conflict between the, the, the knowledge of a fallen mind and the faith knowledge that we're called to have. Hmm. And we have this conflict in all of us. 
And that's the battle of contemplation mm. as well, to live in that place where we, our minds are remade in the word and we think with the word, we think with God's mind, we think according to God's revelation. That's always going to jar with the world around us because the world around us is living in a different way, uh, according to a different rhythm, a different word, uh, you know, according to the self. And there's going to be conflict. Yeah. And so I started to really feel that. But the more I dug myself into prayer, I would feel that settled. But it took a while, you know, even in religious life. That's a gift of religious life. And I yeah. think that's a gift of religious life towards the church as a witness. Yeah. You know, as, as you guys live here, you live a religious life yeah. as, as a married couple in a way that is appropriate to your vocation. And I've witnessed that. That's powerful. Yeah. Because I don't think we realize how much time we need to pray, how much mm -hmm. we need to sacrifice distractions to, to, to find this peace yeah. that Jesus is speaking about. Yeah. And, and St. John of the Cross teaches that one of the greatest barriers for the mind and heart is contemplation. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the devil, he hates he, it because he he, mm -hmm. it's a bright light and he, can't, he blinds him so he doesn't know how to attack mm -hmm. in the same way. But when you're buried in the heart of Christ in deep, deep prayer, of course, we, we're not perfect. We're not in heaven yet. So we will be far strong. And that's okay. In those moments, we just step back and we say, this is okay. My Lord is Lord. And he will bring me back to that place. Yeah, Stephanie, it's not, um, but this isn't for everyone, this, what he's, prayer he's talking about, right? It's <laughs> oh, no, for, no, no, no. It, it is for the all. Elites. It is for all. And, I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just so grateful that he brought up kind of the rhythm of life that we live here because mm -hmm. it's, it's just so, so very important for people to understand, you know, what Father Jesse said is people don't understand how much we actually need to pray. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 by justice and by love. Can, can can I just change a phrase? And I want you to. Can I know? I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I, I it's important. How much we need to pray? I, if I could reword that, how much we need to be with the one we claim is our salvation? How much we need to be with Jesus? Mm -hmm. No, I and and we have this beautiful phrase in Apostoli Vie, mm -hmm. where we say that everything for God begins before God on our knees. Yeah. And so we go to this place of prayer and, and, you know, when we talk about Peter in the midst of the storm, I can, I can hear so many people out there going, that's me right now. <laughs> well, that's me. What do I do? What do yeah. I do? You know, how do I reorient my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my body to the Lord as he's standing out on the water and he's saying, come to me, mm -hmm. come to me come to me. Don't get lost in the storm. Don't take your eyes off me. And that's that place of prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I, I was in this terrible spiritual warfare this morning. And I mean, it was just intense. And I felt like Peter in the midst of the storm, all this, but Lord, mm -hmm. you said this and Lord and Lord. And, you know, I, you know, all this old stuff coming up in me. And then I had a moment of clarity of, the Lord is purging me once again, mm. even deeper. It's just another layer. Mm. This is purgation mm -hmm. one more time, one more burning away. And so in that, entering into that place of prayer to say, okay, I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord and I'm going to draw near to the source, the summit, my life, my beloved, my all, and say, Lord, I'm coming to you 
take all of this from me, burn it from me, fill me with you so that when I rise from this place, I will be who you are called me to be. So this is beautiful, right? So we get to be uh, diagnose this. Mm. So she describes a moment where something triggered a wound. The way that you process that wound in this today, how different was it when the oh. way that you process a wound 10 years ago? Oh, 10 years ago. No, in fact, I <laughs> listen, I, I knew all about it, Father Jesse, and I've been talking about it because I was thinking, I don't want to do what I've done in the past. Mm. So I had this moment of, I have a choice to make, Yeah. right? But the more we spend time in prayer, the more the Lord teaches us. I right. love this idea of prayer being a school of prayer. Yeah. It, it, when mm. we're at the, at the feet of the Lord, he's teaching us, he's forming us, he's giving us the graces that we need to think properly, to discern properly through him, yeah. through him, not in and of ourselves. It's never... We can never do anything outside of him. But as he does that, then he helps us to then learn from each one of these challenges, each one of these trials, each one of these storms. And I think that's what's most important for us to understand is that when the Lord puts us in the midst of a storm, it's another invitation to a greater level of virtue. Like he wants, he's doing something. He's not absent. He's not He's not asleep in the boat. He's standing out there saying, come to me, keep your eyes on me. I will, if you will surrender to me in this, I will give you everything you need to step out of that boat and walk to me. And you know, you know the, the key difference to me, and it's captured in one phrase, two words, look up. You know, when you're in the storm, look up. Because this, when you look horizontally, all you see is the chaos. Yep. But when we look up, what happens? You're a Dominican. You understand grace, you know, better than any of the other uh, orders. Well, you know, the Franciscans might argue, but uh, <laughs> but what happens when a person in the midst of the storm looks up instead of staring at the storm? Well, I think if I can rephrase this whole discussion is like what we're talking about in terms of contemplation. Okay. Because what happens is everybody's called to contemplation. Everybody. Okay. Universe, and universal call to holiness. It was one and, of the best things that happened in the Second Vatican Council. Amen. And that, yeah. and the pre-runner of that in many ways was the great school in the Dominican school of Gary Goulogrange um, and his predecessor, uh, Venerable Arantero. Yeah. And they wanted to promote this idea that contemplation and the call to sanctity yeah. was for everyone. Yeah. And not just spiritual elites, not yeah. just religious. And Okay. So one of the I have things, to point out something. I'm sorry, so, but the Carmelites already knew that. Just, I'm uh, glad that you guys discovered well, it. No, that, that, no, that's true. Know. But then you do. You, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let he me apologize now me. for my husband. <laughs> well, the Carmelites got it from the Dominicans in the first place <laughs> in their in their theology. You yeah. know, St. John studied with the Dominicans yeah, in Salamanca. Yeah, yeah. So you know, putting that aside. Yeah. <laughs> God be praised. Yeah. So putting the thing is, is that. This contemplative life is, is framed by divine providence, yeah. by, by trials, mm -hmm. by the trials God chooses to send us. So Jesus knew very well ahead of time that they were going to be in a storm. Yeah. Now, it depends on the gospel accounts. You know, there are two, two times. You know, the time where he sent them ahead yeah. and the time when he was in the boat as yeah. well. You know, mm -hmm. so he, he knew he allowed them to go into this storm. And I think... One of the words there, I think in Greek or Hebrew for the waves, is the same word you would use for temptation. Yes, mm. it is. Yeah. It's powerful. 
But the point is that this life of holiness could only grow in us through temptation mm-hmm. and through trial. This is God in his providence. He's not a sadist. He's not like they're trying to torture us, but he's trying to stretch our hearts and our minds so that we could receive more of mm-hmm. him. But that happens through trial and through opposition. Yeah. A friend of mine is a pilot. Yeah. And he says, very simple, a plane could only take off and ascend against the wind. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful image. Interesting. It's, it's the same thing in the spiritual life. Mm. And that we see that in the wisdom of the Carmelites, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, you know, great, great saints of, of the church. You know, it's clear, like in the writings of Gary Lagrange, and he speaks about, you know, the early stages, like in the purgative and illuminative, you know, pe- people are greatly tried on patience and chastity mm-hmm. in the, towards the life of, you know, contemplation. So what I would say is that to stretch the life of contemplation, they're based on three fundamental virtues. Faith, hope, and love. Yeah. St. Paul's always on about them, and, and they're the foundation of our spiritual life. A.K.A. Our, con- our, which are the, our spiritual life is the seed of contemplation that is growing in us. So the more faith grows, the more God will come in sight. The more, the more God comes in sight, our hope will grow and our love will grow. But those three have unique trials. Mm-hmm. They're trials of faith, trials of hope, and trials of love. Yeah. So sometimes people are going through nearly trials of despair or hopelessness. Look at St. Therese. Trials. But the, don't be discouraged if that's happening. Don't feel like something's wrong with you, that something's in your feet. Now, you need to assess your situation. Are you in that situation because you're in mortal sin? Mm-hmm. Are you in that situation because you have gone off the path of the gospel? But if you, you're really trying and you're, on, you're living the gospel, you're going to the sacraments and you find this thing, it's an invitation. Yes. As you say in your book on yeah. spiritual warfare, it's an invitation that, that I love that, that you said the lights on the dashboard start blinking. Mm-hmm. The Lord is saying, ah, come, come. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I, here. And I'm going to give you a greater hope than yeah. you could imagine, mm-hmm. a greater faith than you could imagine, mm-hmm. a greater love than you could imagine. Mm-hmm. It's how it grows. So we should not be too surprised. And I think knowledge is key, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing this part of the spiritual life will give us to approach it with a bit of distance, a bit of peace, mm-hmm. a bit of calm, that when this storm hits, we could actually step back a bit and say, okay, this is part of the journey. So yes. you, I hope you guys are okay. excited because what <laughs> we're going to do is in the next show that follows this, which will be out on spiritualdirection.com's YouTube page uh, and Facebook page, I think, is um, we're going to continue the conversation and define contemplation for folks and talk a little more about practical, like how awesome. do we live this reality. But uh, also this is contained in my new book. Uh, it is called Finding Peace in the Storm. Reflections on St. Alphonsus Liguri's, um, hmm. oh gosh, what is it, Jordan? <laughs> Why am I forgetting? Uniformity with God's will. But uh, you can find that at spiritualdirection.com shop eventually to be at the NWTN uh, um, uh, religious catalog as well. So, Stephanie, with that. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.